0: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> Hello, welcome into the Starcastica Marks studios. My name is Ryan. I'm the host of Starcastica Marks and this is the after game review for game number 52. Stars do pull out the win this afternoon on this matinee game 4-2 to against the Buffalo Sabres. Um, I am here by myself today. Chris and James are both busy so y'all are gonna have to be stuck with me. Apologize about that but Anyways, uh, just a great game overall by the Dallas Stars. I do have some complaints, and uh, we will get into that. Um, but just some general overviews uh, in this game tonight. Just absolutely, you know, complete game. Uh, this kind of looked like a trap game again, like it was last Sunday when we lost. But however, the Stars do take care of business here this afternoon. Um. You know, just to look at some of the storylines coming out of this game uh, this afternoon. Obviously, one of the big ones is uh, Michael Roffel taking care of business, getting the two-goal game here today. And uh, it's his first multi-goal game since March of 2016. So it's good to see some production from the bottom six there, which uh, this podcast, me included, has been kind of critical of over the past couple of weeks. But nonetheless, it's, it's good to see some production from them. Uh, there was a tweet that I just recently uh, retweeted, and I believe it was from uh, I'm trying to remember if it was. I believe it was from Brian Ray, and Brian Ray actually mentioned that Jake Ottinger currently is seven-two and one, and he has some insane insane stats to back up that seven-two and one record. Uh, here it is. Uh, He he has a 186 goals against average and a 939 save percentage. And, you know, honestly, in my uh, opinion, he looked a little off today, but he still had some really good saves when it was needed. Uh, I really think he probably wants that first goal back uh, against Tage Thompson. But, you know, nonetheless, he's still good enough, and the Stars are able to get him enough enough goal support uh, to get him the win. And I believe that was his 17th win of the season for – Mr. Jay Cottinger. So the Minnesota kid is taking advantage of his opportunities here. And again, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this about Jay Cottinger. This guy started the season in the AHL. He started the season in the AHL and he is arguably the star's number one goaltender. And he started the last uh, 10 of 11 games. I think he started seven in a row now. So it, it's fantastic what he's been able to do after coming up from the AHL. And uh, he's really solidified uh, that position for the Dallas stars. And one of the big reasons why the stars are even close in the race for a playoff spot, which we'll talk about here in a second. Good news there too, is, is him. And he is a huge reason why the Dallas stars are able to uh, pick up points. And some games he's standing on his head. Uh, There's some games where he's uh, just making some timely, huge saves. And uh, it's just great to see that uh, Jay Cottinger is taking advantage of his time as a Dallas star and as the number one goaltender. Um, Anyways, uh, another couple of storylines coming out of today's game. What I really did not like were were two particular things. There was one thing uh, that bothered me more than the other, but it's the power play. Um, I don't know what the stars need to do on the power play. I understand they got a goal on the power play, but... In all reality, they didn't get anything on that power play other than the one shot, and it would have been an easily savable shot if Gary Onoff had not been there and tipped it. So I'm not sure what you need to do if you're Derek Laxtall, the assistant coach for the Dallas Stars, in order to fix the power play. It's your job. But uh, some of the suggestions that I saw on Twitter, and again, we're fans, so our opinions don't really matter as much, but some of the opinions that I saw was why not try Thomas Harley out there a little bit? Um, He is an offensively gifted defenseman. Uh, he's had, he was on the number one power play unit down with the Texas stars. So he could very easily, uh, you know, maybe even quarterback a power play, maybe give him a chance. Cause uh, again, this the, the stars power play didn't look great tonight, but uh, they did get the goal, but it, it's still not where it needs to be. And, uh, we've talked about this a lot on this podcast, uh, especially recently, considering the, the stars on the power play, they were top five in the league uh, maybe about a month or a month and a half ago, and now it looks like they're about to drop out of the top 15 and be in the bottom half of the league when it comes to power play, which is insane considering how well we've done on the power play towards the beginning of the season. And uh, if we really are looking at the playoffs, which right now we are in a playoff spot, you know that's got to be an area of our game that we can imp- that we have to improve on because that's something that we're gonna have to rely on a lot in uh, the in the playoffs. Especially, I mean, imagine if we if if we were in the playoffs right now, we would be probably drawing against Colorado. And in order to beat Colorado, there's two things that have to happen: Ottinger has to stand on his head, and we have to take advantage of our opportunities when we have them. And those opportunities are included in power play opportunities. And if we don't take advantage of those power play opportunities, it, it would be a quick uh, four-game series, in my opinion. The Stars would lose all four games real quickly. So hopefully that's not the case. The Stars need to get be better on the power play, maybe give Thomas Harley a chance uh, on the power play there. So let's go ahead and get into the goal summary for uh, today's game, guys. Um, so throughout the first period, especially the first 10 minutes, uh, Dallas looked fantastic. Uh, The first 10 minutes, they did exactly what we've been asking them to do against these teams that are, quote-unquote, inferior and lower in the standings than the Dallas Stars. And uh, I'll say it again. I've complained about the Stars and the points that they've left on uh, the board. I mean, they've lost uh, lost, to Vancouver. Uh, Six to three early in the season. They lost a two against Ottawa. Y'all have heard this whole spiel before. I mean, Montreal recently, Arizona even more recent. I mean, those games you have to win. And I was afraid with, uh, especially with last game's uh, matinee, the Sunday last week's matinee, and we ended up losing that one, which we should have won against Arizona. I was afraid we weren't going to come out strong, but we did. And it was a good response by the Dallas Stars in the first 10 minutes. Um, They were able to kind of you weighed the storm The Buffalo Sabres were from the Dallas Stars. But, however, um, Dallas would get the first goal of the game, Michael Roffle from Roddick Foxa and uh, Mira Haskin. And Foxa is actually the one that takes the shot, and Roffel gets his stick on it. And it it looked like a real easy save for uh, Craig Anderson, uh, the Sabres goaltender, but Roffel gets his stick on it, makes it a little bit more uh, difficult for him to find it, and it's in the back of the net, one nothing Stars. And a great start uh, for the Dallas Stars. And that would be the only goal that would be scored in the first period. Um, for the for the second t- half of the first period, it was a little bit more back and forth, a little bit more transition hockey. There were some, uh, some odd main rushes both ways, but I definitely uh, thought that they played well in the first period. And especially in that first 10 minutes, we could have easily been up 2-0, 3-0. And, and you know, speaking of the first period, Jamie Benn, Uh, had several opportunities in that first period to, uh, to get a goal and he was not able to take advantage of that. So, uh, you know, that kind of, I would put him on the same, uh, the same radar right now as Jason Robertson. Both of those guys right now are getting a ton of chances and they're just not burying them like you hope they would. And again, Robertson, I I don't even think he was on the score sheet today, if I remember correctly. No. Yeah. Robertson doesn't even make it on the score sheet tonight, despite having several chances. So, Anyways, uh, that would end the first uh, in the first period. They would take a one nothing lead and in going into the first intermission. But in the second period, Ropahance would get his 23rd of the year, and he now leads the Dallas Stars in goals. Uh, and he gets that from Joe Pavelski and Thomas Harley. Thomas Harley, that should be of note. That's his first career NHL point. It comes as a secondary assist on that Ropahance goal. And uh, the Dallas Stars are up two to nothing in the second period. And you know, Honestly, in this second period, just in general, while I'm thinking about it, um, it was definitely much more back and forth. And uh, the the Sabres, especially in the beginning, uh, were getting a lot of pressure on the Dallas Stars, and I believe they actually forced the Stars to take a penalty early. Yes, it was. It was uh, Jacob Peterson, and he was holding the stick against uh, Cody Eakin. So Cody Eakin put them on the power play, and uh, thank goodness nothing came of that, but... Uh, still, they were they were pushing very very hard there in the second period. Uh, the the Sabers were. Um, about two minutes later, after the Ropayhan goal, however, Tage Thompson, who is as had a huge has been a huge revelation for the Buffalo Sabers this year, gets his 22nd of the year from Jeff Skinner and uh, Mikael Samuelson. and uh, you know that that first line for the Buffalo Sabers takes care of it. Honestly, I thought it was a weak shot and I even put this on Twitter, I thought that that would be a goal that uh, Ottinger would want back, and uh, that kind of led me to believe in uh, today's game that Ottinger was not really on his game, because especially that goal, uh, I would I would want that back if I was uh, Jake Ottinger. But nonetheless, it's 2-1, to one, so the Stars still have a one-goal lead. And then going into uh, the second half of the period, Michael Roffle would get his second of the game, his sixth of the season, From Sagan and Radulov, so Radulov is getting on the board here, which is good to see, and uh, Sagan is continuing to very quietly have a point per game production over the past twenty-ish games. So it's good to see uh, Tyler Sagan doing that too. But honestly, at that point, uh, with the kind of pressure that the Buffalo Sabers were getting on the Dallas Stars, it was very good to see uh, Michael Raffl get that goal because that was a very huge goal for the Stars, and they would take a two-goal lead going into the third period. Um other things coming out of the second period, um I it was a it was a more balanced uh period if you ask me just watching both teams. Uh the Sabers played better than they did in the first. Uh they weren't dominated like they were uh in the first by the Dallas Stars and the Stars uh, I'm well. I'll, I'll get into that here at the end, and that'll be one of the one of my talking points here of some negative Nancys. I guess I guess I'm the negative Nancy of the the podcast because I'm always finding something that they could do better. But um, anyways, going into the third period, we'll finish this this whole goal sc- summary up real quick. Uh, the Stars would go on the power play for the second time in the game, and it was actually a I believe it was a slashing call on Tage Thompson that caused that goal but uh i don't remember it was one of, it was either tage thompson or uh the other it was against jeff skinner one of those two guys anyways uh dennis garyanov would get a goal from a tip-in from uh, essa who would take the shot and jamie Ben. so jamie Ben does find himself on the score sheet again and uh garyanov would get a tip-in but let me go ahead and talk about this again too uh about the power play. Cause j- just in general, there was nothing going on on that power play. And I was really hoping the stars would go out and, you know, maybe do a little bit more with the uh, power play in that regard. Cause they were really, really, really turtling in that third period. And I, I'd, I put this on Twitter. I'm like, please don't turtle, please, 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 please. And yet they were still doing it for the most part. So uh, the one shot that I think we got on that power play, I think that was the one shot. Uh, Dennis Garionov tips it. It was going a mile high, but you know what? I'll take it. 4-1 Dallas Stars at that point. Um, later on in the second period, former Dallas Star, the Ginger Ninja, as uh, Razor calls him, Cody Eakin would get his fourth of the year from Haig, and it, it was just kind of a, a net scramble play in front of Ottinger. Uh, it was probably something that uh, Ottinger, again, would want back, but I, I still don't see how that went in. But uh, either way it would uh that would make the score for the Dallas Stars 4 to 2 and they would only have a two goal lead going in at that point. And uh that would be the uh, pretty much the end of the game when it comes to a uh, goal summary. Um the Buffalo Sabers would pull their goaltender with about a minute and a half, minute 45 left and nothing really came of it. Um However, the the other thing is that I don't like, and we, we talk about this a lot, is the star six-on-five play is not very good. When they have a lead, if it's a one-goal lead or a two-goal lead, uh, they typically... I mean, I don't even think they took a shot at the open net in uh, the last two minutes there. And, I mean, that could have been Michael Roffle. He could have gotten the, the hat trick there. But, uh, nonetheless, there was no shot at the net from anybody in the last two minutes. Um, but here's here's some things I, I kind of want to get into um, when it comes to the Stars, and, and I'll do some of the negatives first before I get to some of the positives. Um, some of the negatives. Um, and, and I actually thought this was hilarious because I was thinking about this at the end of the first period, and before the second intermission started, uh, Michelle actually came out, the ringside reporter for the Dallas Stars, and she, she said that she talked to Rick Bonus, and Bonus said that he didn't like the fact that they were kind of getting hemmed in into their own zone and they weren't doing a lot of board play. I would like to see the stars get out a little bit better out of their own zone in the transition game. Um, It was okay. And against the Buffalo Sabres, that's all it had to be. It just had to be okay in order for them to be okay in this game. But, you know, against the better teams, if the better teams know you're just going to go up the boards and you're not going to really try harder to get it to go up, then they're just going to sit on the boards and they're just going to, you know, Clamp the boards off and you're not going to get any opportunities to get out of your own zone. And uh, Buffalo had several opportunities today and not just the first period, but the second and the third where they were the stars were hemmed in in their own zone just because they couldn't get out of their own zone. And I mean, it it wasn't a lot. I would say about 30 percent of the time they were turning the puck over and not getting out of their own zone. But 70 percent of the time it was good. And that was good enough in today's game. However, if you do that against Carolina, against Florida, uh, Colorado, Toronto, any of these top teams in the NHL, you're not going to win the game because they're just going to turn it over. They're going to transition hockey, pass it straight to the slot. It's going to go in the back of our net. So that's something that needs to be fixed by the uh, Dallas Stars over the course of uh, the next week or so. now, uh, the other thing that I, I kind of wanted to point out was also the play of Jake Ottinger, and I didn't talk about it a ton at the beginning of this podcast, at the beginning of this uh, episode, but Jake Ottinger was a little off tonight. Um, I don't really blame him for the second one too much. The second one, it, I don't know how he could have seen that or or anything, but I still don't know how that goal went in, but especially that first one, that, that very first goal, uh, he would want back, because... Uh, I mean, the defense was doing their job. All it was, it was just a shot from the outside, from the from the perimeter, and it just happened to slide underneath his, uh, his pad. Not quite five hole, but definitely under the, I think it was the right pad uh, when it went under him. So anyways, uh, that was a, a negative thing out of tonight's game. And yet he still made, if you're looking on the positive side, he still made some, you know, not monstrous saves like he did, like say against Colorado. But he still made some big saves where there was some two-on-one opportunities, some three-on-twos, uh, maybe some good opportunities, just general five-on-five uh, where the Stars were in their zone. And he came up and he made saves. And so uh, maybe maybe he wasn't all all bad in today's game, but it was just a little rough uh, from Jay Ottinger tonight. And, a- again, this is relative because Ottinger has been so freaking good, and I'll, I'll say it again uh, if I can find it. It was set. He's seven, two, and one. In his last ten starts, he has a a nine twenty nine save percentage. I believe I I really need to pull this up so I don't say it wrong. Uh, It was Brian Ray who actually was the one who who said it. Not yeah, a nine thirty nine save percentage. Excuse me, and a one point eight six goals against average. So I mean that's relative in in all terms. So maybe that's not a real negative, but just the fact that Ottinger has been so hot lately. He. He just kind of had an off game today for his, his recent status of how he's been playing. So, but uh, it, it's, it's, that's kind of a good and a bad thing. You know, the start, the fact that he was a little off today and the stars were able to play really good defense in front of him. And uh, they were also able to get enough uh, goal support for him to where he could win the game by just giving up two goals. So uh, that's kind of, that's kind of weird. That's kind of like a negative and a positive in, in the same light. So, uh, Good for good for Jay Cottinger, and uh, we'll, we'll see if uh, he continues to be thrown in the net. Because I mean, if you're Rick Bonus, why take him out? Seriously, why take him out? Um, and maybe just to give him a rest at this point, because I think he's played uh, seven or eight in a row. So seven or eight in a row for him. So maybe give him a rest in the next game. I don't know, but he's young enough that uh, he would be able to take up a huge uh, load and just keep playing. And and some goalies are like that, where they're just they just play better when they're just consistently playing, consistently playing. And then if they have a bad game, then maybe give them a rest. But uh, we'll see if uh, Holtby maybe makes his way into the uh, Stars lineup over the next week or so. <laughs> Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill, good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 years of age or older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited, minimum $5 deposit required. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler in Tennessee. Call or text the TN Red Line 1 800 889 9789. In Connecticut, call 888 789 7777 or visit slash chat. In New York, call 1 877 8 H O P E N Y or text H O P E N Y 467 369. So let's look at some positives for today's game. Um the positive for today's game is despite the power play being bad, uh they do get a power play goal. That is very important and maybe that can get them some momentum going forward. Um and maybe that's just the what they need to do on the power play is they just need to take shots from the point and look for deflections, look for greasy goals cuz anything that's uh they're trying to do right now it doesn't seem to be working on the power play. So uh, it, it is good that they got a goal tonight uh, or this afternoon on the power play. And hopefully that continues for uh, Dallas as well. Um, and this is probably the, the biggest uh, positive coming out of this game is the stars were beat the Sabres today, four to two. And I'll just go ahead and read this tweet from Owen Newkirk, uh, who is one of the radio uh, post-game pre-game guys for the Dallas stars. But, he say, he writes the Stars beat the Sabers four to two, giving them sixty one points through fifty two games, which moves Dallas ahead of Edmonton and into the second wild card spot in the Western Conference standings. So they are officially in a playoff spot again. Now, what they have to do to keep this uh keep this spot is they have to play consistently, and that was one of the things that I think even Brian Ray was talking about, just how inconsistent this team has been. Uh, throughout the season, you know, losing games they shouldn't, winning games they shouldn't. And they, we just need to see them to be more consistent over the next two months. And if they're consistent over the next two months, they're going to be in the playoffs. And maybe they could even uh, track down uh, Nashville here because um, let me pull up the standings here in the Western Conference. Uh, unlike this this Eastern Conference, which I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, standings for the Eastern Conference, but it's insane. There is a 10-point gap. Between the second wild card spot in the East and then the next closest team, which is Columbus, uh, Washington has 65 points and then Columbus has 55. That's just insane. But in the West, it's much more closer than that. Um, we are three points behind Nashville for the first wild card spot, so that's within striking distance if you're the Dallas Stars, and uh, they have a game in hand. So uh, we c- we'll see what the Stars can do. Hopefully, they can continue to p- pick up points over the course of the next two months uh, as the season continues on. But again, Edmonton is right behind us. They have 61 points, and the only reason why we're ahead of them is because we have more regulation wins than they do. And then even behind them, Anaheim is is only two points behind. Now, we have games in hand over Edmonton and Anaheim, but in order for those games in hand to count, we have to win those games. So, it, it, I mean, it's great that we have those games in hand, but we have to continue to win games and pick up points as we're going through. Um, but uh, I, that just shows you how close the race is in the West. There's about, you know, three or four teams that are within striking distance of that second wildcard spot. And for the time being, the Stars are there. So hopefully uh, the Stars can hold on to this spot and uh, we can continue to see the Stars picking up points over the next two months. Um let me go ahead and look at some of the comments before we close this off tonight, uh, this afternoon, guys, uh, Brandon. Hey, Brandon, how you doing, man? Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, we scored on a power play. Well, you know what that means. Everyone grabbed two of each animal and head for the border. The end is nine, <laughs> the, especially right now that that might be the case. Uh, but I, again, the fact that we scored on the power play is very good. Uh, but the power play still did not look good tonight. So that needs to be a huge focus for the Stars over the next couple of days. I believe they have uh, two days off before they play again. Yeah, they have Monday and Tuesday off, and they play again on Wednesday against the LA Kings. That'll be a very important game. But um, anyways, that's got to be much, much better uh, than what it is right now. Um, Cooper. Hey, Cooper. Hey, buddy. Uh, He's got a couple of comments here. Cody Eakin was main man for Buffalo. Cody Eakin did have a good game tonight for Buffalo, and uh, there's got to be a a couple more, uh, a little bit of motivation for Cody Eakin since he's playing against one of his former teams. Um, Alex Smith, thank you for listening, Alex. Uh, It can be tough as a goalie to get into a game when you only face a couple of shots in the first 15 minutes of the game. And, yeah, that's a good point. We should point that out actually real quick, is the fact that the shots on goal kind of told the story of the game. So when you look at the shots on goal in uh, today's game, uh, if I can find them real quick. Uh, while I'm pulling these up, I do know within the first 10 minutes, the Stars had the first 10 shots on goal. So at one point, the shots on goal in the first period were 10 for the Dallas Stars and 0 for the Buffalo Sabres. But uh, just to look at the shots on goal per period, it was 18-6 to 6 in the first period. So that tells you the story in the first period. Um, it was 11-8 to 8 in favor of the Buffalo Sabres in the second period. So obviously the Sabres pushed back and then the stars went turtle mode and uh, the shots on goal in the third period were 23 to five in favor of the Buffalo Sabres. But uh, again, a lot of those shots from Buffalo in the third period were from the outside. They were not of high danger uh, chances, but again, they were still getting shots on net, which is not what you want if you're uh, the Dallas stars defense. So the final, the final shots on goal in uh, today's game were actually 40, to 31 in favor of uh, the Buffalo Sabres. So once again, Jay Cottinger's facing 40 shots, and, and uh, he played decent enough to uh, to win today's game. That's just my opinion, that he had a little bit of an off game. Um, Alex Smith again, uh, playing Otter and back-to-back nights, I think shows that they are planning on riding him as long as he is hot. Yes, and they definitely should. And, uh, I mean, it, do the same thing with Holby. If, if Holby gets hot and he starts playing really well, which we saw, you know, you know, Previously this season, and he he got the starts. So we've got two goalies who are doing pretty well. Holtby is just kind of sitting because Ottinger is just playing insane out of his mind right now. In general terms speaking, uh, but uh, yeah, ride right him till he's hot. And I mean, if, if he comes up to the coach and says, "Coach, I'm tired. I need a break," then that's when you put Holtby in. Uh, but otherwise, ride Otter and in if the stars do end up making the playoffs they need to make that decision between otter or holby and who's going to get the lion's share of the starts in the playoffs because it's just way easier for a goalie to play in the playoffs if they know that they're going to get the start the next game and for me if you're asking me right now that's jake ottinger it's not holby and it's nothing against holby it's just otter's just playing out of it out of his uh out of his mind so um, but anyways, uh, Alex, again, power play was terrible. The one goal was a nice tip, but wasn't really a power play goal. Yep. Uh, you're, you're, you're very, very right on that. And uh, we've talked about that a lot already in the episode today. Um, Alex also keep it up, man. You got a lot of good comments, so keep them coming. Alex also says Edmonton has more regulation wins. Okay. So I was wrong about that. I should double check that before I said that, but I thought they did. Uh, stars are ahead because we have one less uh, game played. So, yeah. So, uh, at least for a while, <laughs> it's good to have those games in hand. But again, you got to win those games in hand if that's going to be the case. Um, and then Alex also says, "Also love the description of the stream. Sabers have not been above five hundred since twenty twelve. Has to be the most miserable fan base in the league." And I, and agreed. I feel terrible for the Sabers. They've been rebuilding for a long time. I, I even forgot what I put in in the uh, in the description. What did I put? against the real rebuilding since 1999 Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> uh, and, and that that's not really a shot against them, but it's the truth. I, I feel bad for Sabres fans. Eventually uh, they will uh, get out of this whole rebuilding, you know, misery that they've been in for over a decade now. But, you know, the, I should do a huge shout out to them actually, because they had a good game today. They really did. They played well. It, it's just they just don't have uh, the firepower to uh, win games like, You know, Colorado does or Dallas does or uh, any of these other teams that are winning. But, you know, the way that they played today, uh, they don't have the talent, but they have the work ethic. And that reminds me a lot of the Detroit Red Wings last season, not two seasons ago, because two seasons ago, Detroit was terrible. But last season, uh, Detroit, you know, you couldn't just go into the game, expect to win, even though they were a quote unquote bad team. They were still competitive in making sure that each team that they played earned those two points. And uh, you know this, they made the stars earn those two points today. So, uh, Alex, thanks for all the comments, man. A lot of good, uh, a lot of good talks there. Um, but uh, we are going to go ahead and close this out for this afternoon, uh, afternoon's edition of AGR, the after game review. Uh, once again, my name is Ryan, and I am the host of Starcaster Remarks. Um, thank you guys for uh, tuning in again. Please make sure you go and use the promo code THPN. The next time you go and use the DraftKings app, they are our sponsor for our podcast, the entire Hockey Podcast Network, and uh, they allow us to do all of these things, and we get a little bit on the side as well. So we thank them for their support, and uh, we look forward to the uh, continued partnership with uh, DraftKings. Anyways, guys, um, the Stars do win with a final score of 4-2 to in today's game. I will be back with you guys again on Wednesday. We'll see if uh, James and Chris can come along with us as well. But that's going to be it for us. Uh, We'll catch you guys again on the flip side. And we hope you guys have a fantastic morning, evening, whenever you're listening. Have a good afternoon.